You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Colt Molesky here bringing you Timberwolves content. Make sure to check out the LockedOnTimberwolves.com website, as well as the at LockedOnTWolves Twitter account. Also check out my Twitter account, at C Molesky, M-O-L-E-S-K-Y, at C Molesky. Today we're going to be talking about some news for the Timberwolves. I know that uh, it's August, bringing you that good August content. Uh, the dead of August. Uh, it's hard to scrounge up NBA news. Tomorrow we'll bring you something a little more like the last show uh, where we talked with Brian Zilma about uh, ridiculous expectations for the Timberwolves and for the NBA season. That was a pretty fun episode. Make sure to go back. If you haven't heard that yet, check that out. Give that a listen. That was a a fun episode, kind of a fun talking point, uh, interesting way to look at the upcoming NBA season and look at the Timberwolves. Uh, we'll have something kind of like that on the next show, but uh, with the NBA sur- or the rookie survey out, did want to talk about that uh, and some NBA uh, news for you guys, so I uh, wanted to hit on that. First, uh, I did see in the headlines as well, uh, if you haven't seen this, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets was hanging out with Neymar, the, the soccer star, the Brazilian soccer star. I uh, and this isn't really, I mean, uh, famous athletes are going to hang out with each other. Uh, but I, it just it made me think, uh, if you could hang out. I, I had a question for you guys. And reach out to me on Twitter. Reach out to me uh, however you you feel fit. Uh, or But reach out to me. What soccer star would you hang out with for the day? That was kind of my question. Uh, what soccer star would you want to hang out with? with for the day me and myself i'm a huge Tottenham Hotspurs fan so i would hang out with harry kane for sure uh it would be the guy i hang out with for the day but i'm a spurs fan uh i as long as i've i got into soccer watching soccer when i was in high school i uh, a good buddy of mine was into the premier league a lot longer than i have been and he got me watching soccer and so i've been uh, a faithful watcher and follower of the premier league so Harry Kane is the the guy, the current soccer star anyways, that I would want to hang out with for the day. Who would you guys want to hang out with for the day if you could hang out with any soccer star? Obviously Jimmy Butler. A turn up with Neymar uh, would, was pr- would be pretty cool. That would be a pretty cool duo to hang out with for the night. But if you could hang out with any that's – that's another good question. If you could hang out with any NBA uh, and soccer kind of duo, if you could have one NBA player and one – soccer player to hang out with who would that be but the simple question which soccer player would you hang out for, with for the day i don't know something i thought about when i saw this headline uh maybe you guys think it's silly but if you don't uh let me know hit me up i'm just interested to see who you guys would hang out with if you wanted to hang out with somebody uh and why maybe why would you want to hang out with them but again harry kane is my guy that i would hang out with uh big spurs fan uh, for no other reason, by the way, than the the friend who got me introduced to soccer is an Arsenal fan, and so when he introduced me to soccer, he, he told me the the Premier League is is what he really loves watching, and uh, and I asked him, well, 
who do you like watching the Premier League? And he said, uh, Arsenal. And I said, well, who's Arsenal's biggest rival? And he said, Tottenham. And I said, well, Tottenham's my team. Because God forbid we agree on something when we're watching this and when we're following soccer together. God forbid there be any anything less than hostility uh, in any of the sports that we watch. We don't like much of the same teams, and so I couldn't cheer for the same soccer team as him. So I'm a Spurs fan. Would love to hang out with Harry Kane for the day. There we go. I'm going to stop rambling about soccer. We're going to talk about basketball. All right, so the uh, the rookies, the, the NBA rookie survey has come out. Uh, this is not the most sound prognostication of how these rookies are going to turn out. It is an interesting way to see how they're looking at their class, uh, to see where guys are ranking, to see maybe where uh, the importance uh, is placed. And I want to talk about where the, the Tim Rules players are specifically. So you can go on NBA.com and, and check out the whole list. I'm not going to go over everything, but I did want to go over where the Tim Rules players are highlighted. So, which rookie was the biggest steal at which rookie was the biggest steal at where he was selected in the draft? Excuse me, I uh, starting over that sentence. But uh, at four, you had Jalen Brunson, Gary Trent Jr. Uh, both those guys got six percent uh, votes. Six percent of the votes. Michael Porter Jr. and Lonnie Walker both got ten percent, and then. Keita Bates-Jop, 13%, the lone number one vote for who was the biggest steal based on where they were selected in the draft. This is something I, I, I attested to it immediately after the draft. Keita was a steal, uh, the Big Ten player of the year coming out. He's a, a valuable wing player who can also play at the four spot. Uh, I think that he's somebody who can bounce around the lineup. I think he's going to be not only a versatile defender, but I also think he could be kind of an interesting uh, offensive piece, especially for the Timberwolves when you have that inside-outside game and you've got guys uh, like Towns on your team that can uh, play that way as well, where you have Towns. he can He's comfortable uh, shooting a couple threes a game, and you can switch him and Kia out. You can draw big guys defending out on the perimeter. All sorts of stuff opens up when you have a guy who can play as a four and is perfectly fine going out and playing as a two. I like that a lot. And I think that uh, with a a guy, I, I know that the knock on guys who come out as seniors, uh, there's a little bit of a, I, there's a little bit of now with one and dones that maybe you have a little too men, too, too much on the, uh, on the, uh, the miles dial for these guys as far as up and down the court and they're coming to do a little bit too late the success rate of guys who come in later versus earlier isn't as high but I I like him because I think that he'll be able to jump in and contribute right away I think that he's going to be able to give you uh, 13 to 13 to 16 really solid minutes pretty fast and I think that Josh is the one who over the course of the next uh, four or five 10 years probably has a better career but I think that over the next two years Keita is the one that's going to make more of an impact and I think that you need to do less to prepare him 
going into this NBA season. And so for all those reasons, I think that this is actually really on point, him being the biggest steal at where he was selected because I believe that when we get to, uh, when we get to June next year, I think that you look back and you say, wow, of all the rookies, Keita was the one who was able to, to jump in right away. After the, after the lottery, Keita was the one who was able to jump in right away. And one of the few after the lottery who was able to, to make an impact on his team uh, very early on. And he was taken uh, in the mid-second round. And so I think that he is definitely the steal of the draft. And, and I'm excited to see what he does this year. And I think that uh, this shows that a lot of other people think that he is very much the steal of this draft as well. And uh, and I like that. I like that. There's a good kind of hype. I know sometimes uh, people can get over a little over their skis about these kind of things. Uh, it also is encouraging that this one, uh, and as far as the, the survey last year's was, Donovan Mitchell at 19% as far as steals. And so that one worked out. Maybe, hopefully, this one will as well. We're going to get to a quick break for some sponsors before we continue to to go over some of the things Timberwolves-related in the NBA Rookie Survey. First, some sponsors. Talking about the NBA Rookie Survey, just talked about the big steal of the draft uh, in Keita Bay's job. And why I think that is on point. Again, these are an interesting way to look at the the rookie class. Not necessarily the best way. But you know what? It's NBA news and this is the dead of August. <laughs> I'll be damned if we're not going to talk about it. So on to the next category. Which rookie is the most athletic? At number five, you had a tie between Marvin Bagley third and Miles Bridges. Both at 6%. Second place, you had Diallo uh, and Josh Okogie and Lonnie Walker at 15%. And at number one, you had Zaire Smith, 24%. Now, watching, just obviously you watch tape uh, to get ready. And then after after the draft, watching tape of him to get prepared uh, and to to break down what I thought he could do for the Timberwolves. He, it's pretty impressive what he was doing in college. Uh, and for Georgia Tech, he was doing a lot of work. And he was doing a lot of, of things, and he had, to be a, he had to be kind of a little bit of everywhere and a little bit of everything for that Georgia Tech team. Not a very deep roster uh, and not a huge amount of outstanding talent on the Georgia Tech team. Don't, don't mean to offend anybody, but it was... It, Josh had to do a lot on that roster. And so in summer league, watching him in person, just feet away, uh, watching him perform, that was kind of what you saw right away was that he was having to do, uh, he was trying to to play too far out of what the Timberwolves needed him to do. And you saw him slowly progress over the course of summer league and fitting into more of a specific role as opposed to trying to do too much. And while it's commendable that he's willing to kind of play everywhere and that's a good thing, you also want him to fit inside of his role and not be over-pursuing guys, not being uh, too aggressive and leaving open lanes on defense. And you saw him kind of shift out of that and play with his teammates. Now, 
the thing about it was is that even while he was making those mistakes early on, there was a lot of times where he was able to make up for it because he is so fast and because he is uber athletic. He's able to get up uh, in the way of shots. He's able to jump passes. He's able to sprint out in transition. He's going to hurt a lot of teams because not only are they going to think that they have a fast break going and he's going to ruin it, but he's also going to hurt a lot of defenses on his transition offense. Uh, the I think the one of the highlights in Summer League was a lot of fun, especially this year with the, the Mitchell Robinson-Kevin Knox show on the New York Knicks. But one of the best plays of Summer League, honestly, was him getting that pin block against the glass against when they were playing Toronto, running all the way down. That was a ball he should not have gotten. Uh, and he was able to streak right down the court, get that block. I think that in... It's good to see that his uh, his athletic ability is is recognized, and I think honestly it'd be hard not to recognize it. But I think the the bigger thing to take away from this, and the the bigger anticipation you should have if you are a Timberwolves fan, is that he will be he should be getting playing time early on, not only because he is a high draft pick who they have high expectations for, but also because he, I think he's going to be able, he's going to make some mistakes, obviously, but I think he's going to be able to make up for at least some of those mistakes because of how athletic he is. His speed and the way he's able to elevate, the way he's able uh, to not only anticipate, but then to execute that anticipation uh, with his, uh, his athletic abilities, I think means that he, some of the, those lumps that he is going to have to take as a rookie aren't going to be as bad and aren't going to be as painful for the Timberwolves because, uh, because he's going to be able to make up for some of this stuff with his athleticism. And I think that's important because uh, I think that on a team like the Timberwolves with a coach like Tibbs, Minutes while you have, and again, I mentioned this the other week, the the two top guys off the bench as far as minutes, uh, Bielitsa and, and Crawford, they each average about 20 minutes off the bench per game. While they're, and again, those numbers are skewed a little bit because Bielitsa was uh, getting, uh, getting some starts there. But, I mean, wh- while those numbers are skewed, that's still a lot of minutes, definitely far more than anybody else coming off the bench. Those minutes are now open because both those guys are gone. And while Tibbs is, I don't expect Tibbs to change too much in just one summer, you hope that a bunch of those minutes are redirected towards these young guys, Keita, Josh, uh, Justin Patton. And despite that, I feel like if you see him make too many egregious errors. I think that Tibbs comes down on him really hard, and you see those minutes dissipate pretty quick. So I, I think it's important to have a guy like Josh Okogie where his mistakes won't be as many because he's going to be able to make up for some stuff athletically. And I think that really is important when you're on the Timberwolves and you're playing for a guy like Tibbs. Uh, he needs to get a lot of minutes here in this first year. I want to see him grow and develop a lot in this first year, and that means he needs to take reps. That means he needs to play. That means he's going to need to make some mistakes, see the error of his ways, grow from some of that stuff, and I think that only happens if he is super athletic and able to make up for some 
for some things that he does early on in his rookie campaign. And so I think it's encouraging for a lot. I mean, maybe you can say Colander just blowing this out of proportion, but these are the both of these things that you saw in this rookie survey are things that you knew going into summer league about both these guys, and you knew coming out of the draft about both these guys. And I think just having these things constantly reestablished should be encouraging for you if you are a Timberwolves fan and should be encouraging for you if you're going to be watching and investing in the Timberwolves this year. That's just my thoughts on it. This has been the NBA survey. Uh, Talk about that. Remember, hit me up with who you would like to hang out with if you were going to hang out with a soccer star. Also, if you want, uh, hit me up with who would be the, the soccer NBA duo that you would hang out with. But let, let me know. Hit me up with some of those. Uh, and have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll be coming with a show tomorrow as well. Thanks for tuning in to some August content here on the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast.